0: Hi, I'm Maddie Gaming, and the stories you just heard were written and read by my dad, Neil Gaiman. Now I'm going to ask him some questions. First of all, what was your first story for children?
1: The first story I ever wrote for children, almost nobody in the whole world has ever read or heard. And I wrote it when I was about 20, and it was called My Great Aunt Trude. And it was a story about... um, This lady who has to go off to the desert and rescue a princess. And there were lots of dogs and dragons and running around in deserts and mysterious disguises and things. And it was the first book I ever wrote. And um, I don't think it was very good. They had a few good bits in it, but it wasn't really very good. And these days it sits in a box in the attic. So that was the very first story I wrote for kids. And then I went on and wrote things for adults.
0: Okay, why did you want to write things for kids instead of just adults?
1: A couple of reasons. And the biggest one is that when you're a writer um, and you have kids, your kids don't actually think you do anything, really, if they can't actually read anything that you write. So I would write and... uh, Your brother and sister particularly would just sort of assume that I didn't have a real job and that I didn't write anything that anyone would want to read. So that was one reason why I wrote my first book for children that got published, which was The Day I swapped My Dad for Two Goldfish, which was sort of to show them that I did something for real. Mm -hmm. And it was why I started Caroline.
0: Okay. Well, which is more fun, writing for children or for grown-ups?
1: Oh, um... Probably writing for children, but I think writing for children is actually much harder than writing for grown-ups as well. So it's more fun, but you really don't want to waste any words. Um, When I'm writing for children, I'm very, very aware that if somebody likes this book, they're going to be reading it over and over and over hundreds of times, and I'm aware that some adult is probably going to have to read this to children and that they'll be listening. And I don't want to waste words. I don't want to do the boring bits. So when you're writing for kids, you tend to leave out the boring bits.
0: Okay. Um, When you were young, did you know you wanted to become a writer?
1: Yes, I did. I knew I wanted to be a writer pretty much as far back as I can remember. When I was about three, I remember... um, Inventing a poem and running to my mum and making her write it down, dictating my poem to her. And I just wanted, I loved the idea of being a writer. I, you know, I, I, I liked the idea of being the other things that kids want to be as well. I, you know, I wanted to explore distant planets and ride dragons and things like that. But mostly I wanted to be a writer. And I think that's probably another reason why I write children's books is because when I started wanting to be a writer, those were the books I loved. And they're books that stay with you for always, and they're, and they're stories that stay with you for always.
0: Once you realized you wanted to be a writer, what did you do?
1: Um, I wrote, actually, is really what I did when I, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to be a writer. Um, I wasn't terribly good when I started. I mean, writing really is something that you get better at as you go. Um, I was, you know, I was probably very good at writing like other people, which kind of helped. But I didn't know what I sounded like, and I couldn't write like me. And uh, it took lots and lots of writing and lots and lots of words before one day I realized that I now sounded like me.
0: What book that you've written had make you laugh the most?
1: Well, there was a book I did called Good Omens with Terry Pratchett that made me laugh very much because I was writing it with Terry and I got to laugh at his bits. So um, it's harder to write it, laugh at your own jokes if you're writing them. Of the books I've done for kids, Crazy Hair makes me laugh. I I just remember sitting... In a Japanese restaurant somewhere in Florida, writing it all down in pencil, and just thinking that this was the silliest thing I'd ever written and how funny it was.
0: Mhm. What book would you recommend I read?
1: Of the things I've written, or of anything?
0: Of the things you've written.
1: Well, I've read you, Caroline, and I've read you the all the picture books. I think you're probably almost ready for Good Omens, Um, which you'd probably like because it's kind of like one of the William books, only with various other strange and exciting things happening.
0: Okay. Um, Where do you like to write?
1: I like to write in different places. Um, And I don't like writing if I've been writing somewhere for long enough that it feels like the same place. So I tend to write somewhere for about a year, and then notice that I've been writing there for about a year and moved to somewhere else. Um, One of my favorite places to write, which I haven't written there for about four years, and it's now getting to the point where I'm starting to think, wouldn't it be nice to write there again, is in the gazebo at the bottom of my garden in the woods. And I get to just sit and write and watch the squirrels. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, what comes first, the pictures or the story?
1: For me, so far, Ah, the story. But on the other hand, the wonderful thing about writing the stories for me is knowing that I have Dave McKean doing the pictures, so I know that I can draw, I can write anything, no matter how silly or strange or impossible, and he'll be able to draw it and make it look good.
0: How do they come together?
1: If I'm doing my job, I write something, I give it to Dave McKean, and then one day Dave starts sending me computer files or sending me photocopies, and all of a sudden, magically, it just works. Um, the day I swap my dad for two goldfish is a lovely example of that, and so actually is, is the wolves in the wolves, um, both of which are done by Dave McKean in completely different styles.
0: Yeah. Why do you like audiobooks?
1: I love audiobooks. Um, Partly because the experience of having somebody read something to you is very different from the experience of reading it to yourself. Sometimes better, sometimes worse, but it's always different. Um, And I love audiobooks that are read by the author because then you can hear where the stress goes. You can hear what it's meant to sound like. So... For me, um, I can think of nothing more fun than getting to read things like Goldfish or Crazy Hair or Wolves. And they all have very different voices. I love the the voice of the boy who's talking in the day I swapped my dad for two goldfish. And I love the way the narrator in... The Wolves in the Walls uses words and talks about creaking, cracking, crumpling noises and sneaking, creeping things. And it's, it's great fun. And uh, so I think that's part of the fun of audiobooks is you actually get to you get to relish that. Plus, everybody likes being told a story. Sometimes you forget that you like being told a story. But it's always nice when somebody just settles down and, and tells you a story for the night. Mm-hmm.
0: What made you write Wolves in the Walls?
1: You did, in some ways. You were about four years old, so this was about six years ago, and you woke up from a nightmare, and you were really, really upset, and I said, what's wrong? And you said, there are wolves in the wolves, and they came out. And you showed me the place in the wallpaper where the wolves came out. And you were really quite upset about this, and I just thought, what a wonderfully strange, cool idea for a story. And for several days after that, I would tell you stories about wolves coming out of wolves and about how, you know, they'd take people prisoners. And they, were, they were much, much scarier, much nastier wolves than the ones in the book. And then I thought, I think I'll make this a children's book. So I settled down to try and write it. And it didn't really work. And it wasn't very good. So it took about another couple of years before I actually had the idea for the line when the wolves come out of the walls, it's all over. And as soon as I knew that, I had the whole story. And I sat down and I wrote it. And um, then I, I remember I actually, to find out if it worked or not, I actually went into your kindergarten class and read it to them and embarrassed you no end.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember that Why did you write Crazy Hair? Crazy
1: Hair Crazy Hair again was your fault actually. Um, Goldfish wasn't your fault Crazy Hair, I was in Florida And my hair had gone Very strange, I'd gone down for a conference And The humidity Had made my hair all Curly and very peculiar And I wrote you an email about it And I got back this email addressed to Dear Mr. Crazy Hair And I thought, huh, I'll write her a poem. So over several evenings in a Japanese restaurant in, I think it was Fort Lauderdale, I wrote um, Crazy Hair. And I didn't think it was actually going to be for anybody except you. And then at the academic conference I was at, I had to do a reading, and I read some very respectable academic things that I'd written, and I'd read a bit of um, American Gods, and then I read Crazy Hair. And afterwards, all of these professors came up to me in lines and said, where can we get Crazy Hair? We want to send it to our children. So I thought, oh, it's not just me. Other people like it too.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, what inspired you to write The Day I Slept My Dad for Two Goldfish?
1: Okay, that had nothing to do with you. Um, that was—I was written many years before you were born, actually. Um... Your brother, Mike, when he was about four or five years old, I'd said one of those terrible things to him that parents sometimes say to their children. And I asked him something quite horrible and impossible. I I think I said something like, isn't it your bedtime? and he was so offended by this and he clenched his fists and he looked up at me and he turned red and he said, I, I, wish I, I wish I didn't have a dad. He said, I wish I had... And then you could see him trying to figure out what else you can have. And he said, I wish I had goldfish. And I thought, what a great, cool, wonderful line. What a wonderful idea. And I wrote the first paragraph of The Day I Swap My Dad for Two Goldfish. And then a couple of years later, I was writing something, and I was stuck. And just to sort of give myself an idea and to waste a little time, I started looking at the files on the computer to see what else was sitting there. And there was something called The Day I Swamp My Dad for Two Goldfish with a first paragraph. And I thought, oh, I know what the next paragraph is, so I wrote it. And then I knew what the one after that was, so I wrote it. And I looked up two or three hours later, and I'd written the complete book. So that was how I wrote that. Wow.
0: All right. Do you tell your children stories?
1: What do you think? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I do. I love telling you guys' stories. I love reading to you as well. I mean, reading, uh, you know, doing Diana Wynne-Jones or Terry Pratchett or E. Nesbitt or Richmond Crompton or P. L. Travers or any of those cool authors allowed is enormously fun. The only time it gets a bit wonky sometimes is when I get a bit carried away. I remember Mike once telling me off for making things up, and I had to explain to him that that really was what I did, and that's what I do for a living.
0: <laughs> my favorite book is The Day I sought My Dad for Two Goldfish. Which one of your books is yours favorite?
1: Ah, uh, of the books for kids, I'm really fond of Coraline. It is the longest, and it took me ten years to write. I started it for Holly, and I finished it for you. Um, I love Crazy Hair because I love reading Crazy Hair to live audiences, and just watching them start laughing, mm-hmm. and I love that. Um, probably my favorite of all of my children's books is the next one I'm going to write. So right now, it's a big, spooky book called The Graveyard Book, which I haven't even started. And that's my favorite of all of my children's books. And it can stay my favorite until it's written. And then it'll be the one after that.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for answering those questions, Dad. And I'll see you next time.
1: (laughs) What does that mean, I'll see you next time?
0: I don't know. I couldn't think of anything else to say.
1: (laughs) That was great. Thank you, Maddie.
0: Thank you, Dad.